What is going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us today on a Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday. Wednesday the 30th. This is Wednesday the 30th. Ryan, uh, I got a producer here today. We're doing some some carryover stuff. I got Ryan in the studio. Ryan! Ryan the producer. How's it going, Wald? It's going well. My, uh, We're about to do another podcast that I'm on. It's called Buffs Nation. I'm on several different podcasts, and uh, I love that one because I get to talk about my favorite college football team. So if you guys are CU Buffs fans, tune on into Buffs Nation everywhere you can find this podcast. But anyway, um, on today's show, we are going to uh, talk a little college. It is College Wednesday, of course. And, uh, you know, we've got some topics coming up the next couple months in college. We've got college hockey that uh, just started, obviously college basketball in full swing. But uh, today we're going to talk just a little bit about some bowl games coming up. And I'll give my uh, thoughts on some of the bigger bowl games to end the college football season. So uh, before we get into that, this is, of course, a Woos Media podcast. But uh, Woos Media does much more than just podcasting. Have you guys ever searched for something online and uh, whatever you search for kind of follows you around for a few weeks? Well, as invasive as that may be, that's exactly what Woos Media does. So if you own a business or know anyone who owns a business and want to make the most of your online marketing, contact Woos Media online, W-O-O-Z-E media.com. All right, so uh, we can start off with the the final four games because, uh, you know, I actually feel pretty strong about each of those. Uh, Notre Dame and Alabama, you know, Notre Dame is a 20-point underdog. Uh, what bowl game is that? Ryan, do you know what bowl game that is? Alabama and uh, Notre Dame. Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure. Actually. Do you want to look it up for me? Yeah. I, I think it might be the Peach Bowl. I'm not sure how they do those final four bowls. But either way, uh, Notre Dame opened up around 19 uh, point underdogs, and that's moved to 20. But I actually like Notre Dame in this game. Uh, I think Alabama, If you to me, the main thing with Alabama and Nick Saban is the fact that, look, um, he gets margin during the regular season because he has to get margin. You know, in, in college football, margin matters. That's why you see teams blowing other teams out, you know, winning 70 to, to seven. I mean, it just, you need to. You need to prove how good you are in college football and beating teams by a lot of points does that. But when you're in the playoffs, when you're in the Final Four, that that goes away. That whole need evaporates. So I don't think that Alabama has any reason to put margin on. And look, they could get up. They could get up early. But I don't. I, I could see some kind of a backdoor cover with Notre Dame. I could see, um, you know, th- them scoring late and, and making it a game. So you know, I, I like the Fighting Irish. And on top of that, I think Notre Dame's an underrated team. Uh, very good defensively. I think they uh, they were. 23rd or 24th last week in yards per play. And after they played Clemson, that dropped them to 33rd or so. But look, underrated defense, Ian Book in that offense, a lot of older players, you know, a lot of seniors and juniors on that team. And uh, we'll take Notre Dame plus the 20 points in that one. Uh, Clemson and Ohio State. Let's get an updated line here. Clemson's seven-point favorites. This thing's dropped a little bit. It rose to seven and a half and then dropped back down to seven. But I like Clemson here. And to me, this all comes down to reps. Uh, When you get a lot of reps, when you have an opportunity to be out there in real game situations, that means so much. And not only has Ohio State played, what is it, four or five? It's like five or six games. 
they've had a lot of guys missing for those games. I mean, I think they had tw- uh, something like 20, 23 players missing for the Big Ten Championship. So I just don't think that Ohio State has the reps this year and have the guys who have played enough. And Clemson's played, what, 9, 10 games? They've played almost a full schedule. So to me, the main thing in this one is reps. And Dabo Sweeney is kind of like trolling Ohio State. He's like professionally trolling them. It's kind of funny. Uh, he had he had the Buckeyes ranked 11th in uh, the college ball playoff rankings. I think that's a little bit low. And now he said he had no teams in the top 10 who didn't play at least 10 games, but still, I thought that was kind of funny from Dabo. But either way, uh, I think Clemson covers the seven points and um, makes a statement in that game. And again, it, when you when you talk about Alabama not needing to cover, things like that. It's not like Clemson's going to need the margin, but I just think that based on the discrepancy in the teams, Clemson will get the uh, seven points. So, And we've obviously got the draw opportunity as well. So we'll go Alabama or uh, <laughs> uh, Clemson minus the seven points. Uh, another game I like a lot would be uh, UNC and Texas A&M. This game is all about motivation. And we talked about this, I think, earlier in the week on Tuesday. Uh, what was that, yesterday? It's been a long week, folks. Uh, about motivation and how it's the single most important thing when um, you're handicapping these bowl games. And I could see a Texas A&M team not excited at all to be there. I mean, look, if you can answer the question, how motivated is Texas A&M to be in this game, then you can answer a lot about the handicapping here, right? Do they want to show up? Do they want to play? Do they give it max effort? I just think that Texas A&M might be in for a surprise on how prolific UNC's offense can be. This is a very good offense. They can move the football. Actually, a bit of an underrated defense, too, but I think we could see, if anything, a shootout here, and I think UNC keeps it close. So uh, I like UNC plus 7.5 points in, uh, let's see, what bowl is that? North Carolina... That is the Orange Bowl. The Orange Bowl. Go have some oranges at halftime. And then actually I got this all pulled up here. Um, Alabama is in the Rose Bowl, which is not being played at the Rose Bowl. It's being played in... uh, Texas. In Texas. In the heart of Texas. (laughs) Uh, I'm not very happy with Texas after last night's game. I'm I'm a Buffs fan and they got... They got stumped last night. That was not good. I was crying. I actually think I was literally crying by the end of the game, but alcohol may have been involved. Um, all right, let's see here. Uh, Indiana Ole Miss. Wait, did that game get canceled? Indiana Ole Miss? Are they still playing? I did not see that that game got canceled, though. I Maybe I'm just thinking of something else. I think Ole Miss, they've had a couple of their games canceled this year. No, it looks like they're still rocking and rolling. Rocking around the Christmas tree. Uh, Indiana Ole Miss. I love Christmas music. I've been listening to a lot of Christmas music still. I'm liking the Christmas music... Uh, Phase still. I I think once you get to the first, you got to stop doing that. But have a holly jolly Christmas. I think it just goes too quick, to be honest with you. It does. Yeah. I, that's why I need to. Comes and goes so quick. I need to start uh, celebrating earlier. Well, like I th- right at the end of Thanksgiving. I think part of it is you got a little bit of the holiday blues, my friend. <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, damn it. They would have covered that. Had the money line plus 370 or whatever it was, plus 350 something. It was juicy. It was tasty. Uh, Indiana Ole Miss. Look, I know everyone is talking about Michael Penix Jr. being injured, and so am I, because it's a really big deal. By the way, this is the Outback Bowl. Love me a Bloomin' Onion. Um, and, and I think they actually do a, a thing every year where 
if one team wins, you can get a free Bloomin' Onion with your meal. And if another team wins, you get the free coconut shrimp with the meal. Have you heard about this? You seen this? Heard about this? No, I haven't. You've seen this? Heard about this? Um, so yeah, they've done that for years. Like one team represents an appetizer. And I've always cheered for the team unless I had steak in it. Haha, <laughs> pun intended. Uh, unless I had, uh, you know, some money on it. I would always root for the team where you would get the free Bloomin' Onion because I love the Bloomin' Onion and the goddamn coconut shrimp. It's like six pieces of shrimp. You know, so whoever whoever's representing the Bloomin' Onion, I'm going to... I'm actually cheering for that team. So that's my whole handicap here. Whoever's the Bloomin' Onion. Now, um, I know everyone's talking about Michael Penix Jr. being out. And, you know, so am I, like I said. Uh, why? Because it's a really big deal. You know, they relied on him. Both uh, uh, mentally, you know, the, the the whole flow of the offense depended on him. I mean, he was a as much of a rushing threat as he was a passing threat. You know, they didn't have a running back crack 100, ye- 100 yards all year long. So th- he did a lot for that offense. And... I think that they're going to struggle for the rest of the season without him like they have so far. And I know that they're doing good things. I know that the coaching staff has really improved and, you know, they're, they're the surprise of the Big Ten this year, but I just don't think they're going to have what it takes to, to keep Ole Miss away. Uh, this is an eight and a half point spread now. I mean, I'll take Ole Miss eight plus eight and a half all day. Look, Ole Miss is getting better. One and four start, three and one finish. Now, I understand defense is a big problem for Ole Miss. They've given up a lot of yards this year, but that's in the SEC where they face elite offenses pretty much every week. I don't think they're going to be fooled by what Indiana tries to do, and even if they are, I think Ole Miss has what it takes to put a lot of points on the board and end up scoring more. So uh, we'll take uh, Ole Miss here. And, uh, you know, Lane Kiffin, he was was talking about, uh, you know, the, the, the... the fact that this is a really big bowl game for him, you know, this is the first bowl game they made in five years, and uh, you know they're really on their uh, on their way back. So uh, I don't have my phone on me. No, 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 it's okay. What, what's going on? Oh, uh, you can just do the same music for the intro. Um, <laughs> Ryan's trying to figure out what music. To, he's like, shit. What do I do for the outro? What do we do here? What if this thing's over? <laughs> yeah, you just play the same music. Um, but yeah, like I said, Lane Kiffin was uh, talking and. You know, he was really excited about this. He was right. This is the first bowl game in five years for Ole Miss. They are on their way back. And this is going to be a really big building block for uh, for Ole Miss in, in this spot. So I think that they may win this game, to be honest. But certainly, I think they keep it within eight and a half points. So we'll go ahead and take Ole Miss plus eight and a half in the Outback Bowl. No rules, just right. And last but not least here, uh, let's see. We got any other good ones? Yeah, Kentucky-NC State. Uh, This is a classic game of who had the tougher path. And let's see here. The the, uh, bowl this is. Kentucky. This is the Gator Bowl. Gator Bowl. Uh, Kentucky-NC State. Kentucky's two and a half point favorites. And again, this has everything to do with who had the tougher path, you know? Uh, Kentucky is, I think they're four and six overall, and NC State's eight and three. So if you just look at record, not too many people are probably going to be back in Kentucky, but I kind of like Kentucky this game. You know, look at their schedule. They've had some, you know, I know how the committee always likes to use the phrase good losses. They've had some good losses. They, they've they lost currently to number one, Alabama, number seven, Florida, number nine, Georgia, and at the time, number eight, Auburn. You know, I mean, they really also never let any game out of control except the Alabama game. So I think this is a really good underrated uh, Kentucky team and they can move the ball on offense. You know, they can run the football. It's a very good, big offensive line and NC state may have some problems with it. A couple injuries, a couple opt outs on defense. 
And look, you just look at NC State as a team. They've had, they've had some really close calls. You know, they beat Wake Forest by three. They beat Pitt by one. They beat Liberty by one. And for such a great offense, or from what everyone says is a great offense, you know, they were held to 24 points against Virginia Tech, 21 against UNC, and a lot of people gained yards against UNC. They put up 15 points against Liberty. I mean, come on. So I just I do have question marks with how good that offense really is, and I think that Kentucky can kind of hold them at bay. Plus, again, like I said, I think I think it's kind of strange that the four and six team is two and a half point favorite. A lot of people are going to be looking at that game, taking NC State. So we will go Kentucky in that game minus the two and a half. So Ryan, we can uh, get out of here. That does it for today's show. Thanks for listening, everyone out there. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, good luck with whatever you've got going on tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.